Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 364, recorded on February 24th, 2022. On tonight's episode, we discuss the news about Pokemon Presents, because I hate myself. Tim wins a bet from last month, which means I lost a bet from last month. Grr! And the NSO has updated to 2.0 for Majora's Mask. P.S. Interesting fact, I have never played Majora's Mask and most likely won't now either. Jesse, cue the music. What's up, everybody? You can send your hate mail about Majora's Mask not ever being played to massandoesn'tcare at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> that, man, that inbox is full. I'm going to tell you that it's, right it's now. Already it's, it's already full. It's already full. Uh, speaking of full, it's Nintendo Dads episode 364. It's February 24th, 2022. And we are so excited to uh, be here on the podcast with you this week, our, our friends. Our 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 patrons are our people. We, we never we did come up with a name. We yeah. yeah. We don't have like like the kind of funny group calls them the best friends. We don't. So we have can't a, steal that. All right, we I'm can't steal that. Uh, we can't call them then friendos because we can't do that. Um, and I don't want to call them the daddies because I feel like that just feels bad. I feel like that's, that's that feels real that's creepy. That's getting into dads I, after dark territory. I, I, yeah, I, I, I suggested children before, and yeah, that you all feel didn't right like either. that. Yeah, the, <laughs> that Our, sounds like a yeah. Uh, so players, players two seems a bit weird. Um, any suggestions? Let me know in the chat, folks. I yeah, like in the yeah. chat. Email us. If we pick it. We'll send you some. Leftover Jolly Ranchers from my dad. Oh my god, leftover uh, Jolly anyway. Ranchers? Oh no, wow. no, look, you know, you can't get orange Jolly Ranchers anymore. Guess who's got them? Oh, that guy. That guy that right me. there. Thing oh on my desk. Because people love me. They brought me orange Jolly Ranchers. But that's not what we're talking about tonight. We're trying to talk about Nintendo. And joining us on the show tonight, Justin Masson. Hey uh, guys. I just I gotta know something. How yeah. much snow is on the ground right now? Uh, we got a dust in this morning. Uh, we are, uh, like, we are, you say that like it's a daily thing. Yeah. Well, well, sure. Look at, I mean, today was a dusting. Yesterday was a heavier snow. Today is like, it's here's like, we were actually talking about this morning. My wife and I, as we're heading to work, driving her to work. It's the kind of snow that like almost looks like it's out of a Hallmark movie. Oh, it's floating okay. down. It's very soft. It's actually not cold outside. It's not really wet. It's, it's, it, it sounds weird. It is a light, dry snow. Uh, and it's got this like very beautiful presence to it, as opposed to the wet, heavy snow that we got a couple days earlier that has you like really shoveling a lot of snow. Uh, but we've got a couple centimeters out right now. Nothing too uncommon for a uh, for a February in Canada. You, I got to take. Just, I got. I have know, to take my lost our American audience there. Right. I have to take my uh, my my windshield wiper and 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 wipe off the snow off the top of my hot tub. That's okay. how deep it is. So I mean, there's a reference point for you. So. Okay. Well, just just for reference here, we got some ice uh, overnight oh. that coated the tops of the trees, and they shut school down today. So, uh, wow! So yeah. in Canada, yeah. we don't like especially we do not really shut down for for cold and for snow. Like like well, it. I mean, and it, it's like I mean, it's like minus twenty five, minus thirty. We're like, nope, still going to school. I, I believe that that's because we have found through both maple syrup. Uh, bacon, uh, coffee, and lumberjacks that you guys are a 
a more hardy and resilient people. Yeah, we are. We are definitely like a hardy, thicker kind of like, yeah, tougher kind of folk. And you you all know how to maintain your buses. So they start in the cold, unlike, unlike Tennessee and Kansas. I had to explain to someone recently. So in in Western Canada, you would have a vehicle winterized. So if you went out and purchased a vehicle, it is already winterized, which means it has a block heater in it, which means that, if it's cold you outside, your car. you plug in your car to it. Like, and people are like, I don't understand this concept. I was like, how do you not have this concept? I don't get I don't, it. I, I have See, never, uh, this uh, is the uh, very first time in my life I've ever heard of a block heater in a car. So the block heater goes burn down the car. How does it not like, so, okay. So the block heater goes actually underneath the oil pan. And so the electric this current sound keeps like a the, great idea. Heat electric current oil. keeps the oil pan warmed up. So when you actually turn on the car, the pistons properly fire because the oil is not frozen. Right. Which would, if the oil was frozen, could break your oil. You know, that sounds pan. like a good idea. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I'm seeing episode. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Early, late, early eighties, late the seventies. I grew up with mm-hmm. our, in Minnesota. My parents had a play plugged in their cars at night. Yeah. Well, speaking of plugged in, also joining oh, us on the wow. show this week, Jesse Waldack, who is currently plugged in to all the Pokemon news that is coming our way this week. Yes. Well, I, 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 Riveting I, stuff. I, really well, on the I, edge. I, on the edge. Yep. Yeah. I've got that. I've got that in the notes during my minute. That's more. It's than not going to be. Which is minute. never just a minute. Never, yes, I just stole that. By the way. It's like uh, Kit and Kristen. It's never a minute. If you guys, uh, let's, can I? Can we just take a, take a moment? I'm more. You know, it was funny. Marty, at the top of the show, Marty's like, ah, sure, guys, we can have this done in two hours. You know what? I'm already going to start wandering off the path. Have you guys listened to Kit and Krista's uh, podcast? I was listening yet? to the first episode today. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, have, I, I, I haven't. Yesterday. I haven't heard the full episode yet, but I watched some of their smaller 10 minute clips that they put out that yeah. pieces of the bigger. What'd you think, Justin? Yeah, I, I thought I feel you know, like you're dying for us to ask you. What do you, what no, do you think? No, no, no. I was just, I was, it was very interesting. Like, Kind of the the inside baseball that they're gonna the kind back. of yeah I thought it was a very like I'm excited I'm I'm interested to hear more about more about I, that kind of behind I'm the be curtain interested stuff. Interested to hear their take on other consoles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I was really interested in to hear was uh, I think it was Kit who kind of let it slip, and I don't know if he meant to or whatever, but he was kind of like. Yeah, you know, on the other show, when we were working for Nintendo, sometimes we had to be like, yeah, we really like this game or or you should you should play this Sonic game yeah. when I really wouldn't play this in real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, that, I, I got that sense for like from the I mean, I, I, get, podcast. Like, I get that that's that's how it is working for Nintendo. OK, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Everything's marketing. There's, you know, so you know, they, there's ne- there's no negativity. And that's kind of the one reasons it, why it pulls me away from the Nintendo Power podcast. Yeah, and the, here's the thing: like, I don't. Not everyone can't like everything, and yeah, we have proven I, I, that. Time I think and time again. that that Kit said it in a way that there was not negativity behind it. He was just it was matter of fact, right? It was yeah. like this is how it is. Like I wouldn't have, I would not have played that. In, and he, and basically what he was doing, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, it was it was him saying like he's excited about this new podcast because now like it is kind of like we could talk about all the things we like, mm-hmm. right. And, or we could talk about things we don't like mm-hmm. uh, about. So, so I got about halfway through the first episode and I had to, I was listening to it here 
at the office and then I had to, to go do some other things. I plan on finishing up tomorrow. Yeah, no, I actually, you and I may be the very same spot actually, about halfway through. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was very interesting. I'm, I'm curious, you know, great, great for them to embark out. Interesting to hear the story, right. Of like what happened. Cause mm-hmm. it, cause I think on the outsiders, you know, when you saw the tweets, Krista left, you're like, Oh, that's interesting. Shortly after kit left, you're like, Oh, that's interesting. Right. So, so immediately I was like, there was a downsizing. Hey, right? I also so thought my, it was super interesting that he, and again, don't know if he meant to say this or not, but he was like, yeah, you know, uh, Krista, you were kind of on the bubble a few times yeah, uh, more than I was. And I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I just, just some of that, just some of that candidness behind, but I also thought very interesting, like from a business perspective, them saying like, we'd be happy to relocate you. And as a person who has been relocated for a job before, right. Obviously my, my move to Ireland and back interesting to kind of see what that, what the company's support would have looked like for them now from, I think they're in LA, right. They're in LA to, mm-hmm. to Washington, not as big, right. You're still on the same coast. You're still in the same country. I wonder what that support would have looked like. Also so interesting when you think of like where the world is right now in regards to how people work, right. We continue to see more and more people working virtually more and more distributed workforce that continues to be a major trend in corporate America cultures is future of work and being a mobile distributed workforce for, for, for Nintendo to be like, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're literally shutting down offices and saying you have to be in this spot specifically is very interesting. I think very counter to what you see from the global Americanized kind of oh, business culture, again, but, this, but this, this, very reflective of Japanese culture. Still a Japanese company. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. But, but then you look at like, you compare that to like teams in when you look at companies like Microsoft or Sony who has teams all across the globe, obviously, but many of their, even their studios have teams all, you know, um, uh, uh, Gorilla, I mean, has offices all over, right? Respo- uh, like all these companies, right? So I was just reading an article the other day about how Apple is, is facing problems getting people to come back to the office, you know? Even. Yeah. And so, like, if you think about, like, a huge corporation like Apple, who has so many resources and so many people employed, if they're having problems uh, getting people to come back, uh, what it must be like even for Nintendo. Uh, and I kind of wondered... If they had, like, what would have happened if they had relocated? Like, yeah. what did they have planned for them that may now not be happening? Because they said, well, no, we don't, we, we kind of like it here. We don't want to leave. Yeah. If, if like- maybe, or if it was a, maybe it was just a continuation of Nintendo Minute. Yeah. And it was like, hey, we're now in Nintendo's headquarters or whatever. But but it never like I don't know. And again, we're 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 only taking the outside of it, right? We're only looking sure. at what we've seen publicly on the public facing of it. Um, that like I never knew they weren't in Redmond, right? I and right. I and it didn't ever appear like those were things like they were not able to get access to E three or meet with some of the you know like Miyamoto or any of those folks. Sure. Like like that never appeared to be a in what I saw a now. The, but but the reality is there's a cost. Right. So either they have to fly up to Redmond or they have to fly in. Like, so there is some cost well, associated with that, but not before, nearly what you would think. Before all this happened, did you know Nintendo had an office in L.A.? I knew. So I knew like, that they had, had I knew they had a satellite. Really? I knew they had a satellite office, but only recently, like within about six months, because it was mentioned it was closed because they also closed an office in Canada, which was uh, a small, a small satellite office also. So they actually they actually consolidated and closed a couple of smaller, smaller offices around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think 
we really could have talked about that in the news we portion yeah, of yeah. things. And that's You're now okay. tuning into Kit and Chris's uh, dads. Thanks yeah, very much. So, uh, it's very let's meta dive episode. straight into the news. Shall let's we? do it. Let's do it. Yeah, so tonight's show is brought to you by Manscaped Gooder, but we're going to talk about that later. What we want to talk about right now is how each and every week our news is brought to us by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can join up and be a part of the awesome community that we are creating over there right now. Uh, That awesome community that today I got so busy that I did not send out our pre, uh, our, our, uh, you know, pre-show poll topics uh, thing like I do every week, which forgive me, I'm sorry. Uh, It's just, look, uh, twice this month now, uh, I have been down with sickness and things over at Nintendo Dads HQ, not not good this week. So uh, look for that to return next week. But we did uh, throw out uh, just a a topic, uh, asking for your topics and what you wanted to talk about. We're going to hit some of those uh, later on tonight, but we want to say a huge thanks to our brand new patron, Andrew, for joining up this week. Thank you, guys, uh, Andrew, for joining uh, the over 100 patrons that we have over there on patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. And uh, we're also considering something else. Justin and Jesse may be going, we are. Uh, uh, here's the deal. We tried a little something new tonight, uh, a little pre-show gaming uh, and uh, we had a little bit of interest for that, uh, but more so in the, hey, I can't do it tonight. Will you do this again sometime? And the answer to that is yes. And so next week, next week, the hour before the show, so that's going to be 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. St- uh, Eastern, uh, we are going to be playing Mario Karts together. And we're going to be doing that a lot more as those new tracks start coming out. And you can even head over and chat with us on uh, the Discord if you are a patron of the show. So head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and get locked in there. So let's talk about uh, some big news this week. Nintendo buying a dev studio, finally joining the arms race <laughs> uh, for uh, for supremacy by purchasing uh, SRD Co. LTD. Uh, that's systems research and development. Uh, if that doesn't sound familiar, you're you're in the you're not alone. You're you're not alone. Yeah. Uh, Most people well, I've I've seen on Twitter either said I've never heard of this group before, and the other pe- group of people says I thought they were already owned by Nintendo. Yes. In fact, these guys have been uh, pretty much exclusively working with Nintendo for the last thirty years. And I guess what the big end said was, hey, you know what? Let's just make it official. Just put a ring on it. You know, just put a ring just on it. Come on, on over, it. move in. We'll give you a room. We'll give you some benefits. Uh, this uh, this purchase happened uh, for about 50 million yen in capital stock, which if you translate that over to U.S. dollars, is just about $435,000. So not quite the megaton purchase uh, as Blizzard, Activision, or Bungie. Again, patrons, we could have had a goal here. You know what I'm saying? We could have had a goal. We could have bought uh, these guys. Yeah, yeah. We could have bought these guys and had Nintendo coming to us. Uh, how, here's the thing. You may not be familiar with the name, 
But uh, let's just run down a list of games that they have been involved in that you probably are familiar with. Uh, Systems Research and Development has assisted in the development of the following games. Animal Crossing New Horizons, Happy Home Designer, and New Leaf. And can we just say stop right there? That makes them extremely important to Nintendo right there. Mm-hmm. Just from the sales of New Horizons. Mm-hmm. However, moving on, listen to this hit list. Dr. Kawashima's Brain Training, Mario Kart Tour, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, the Nintendo Labo Toy-Con Kits, then this is where it gets real deep. The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Triforce Heroes, A Link Between Worlds, Skyward Sword, and Spirit Tracks, Super Mario Run, Star Fox Zero, New Super Mario Brothers 2, Photo Dojo, and a ton of other first-party titles going all the way back to black box NES games. In fact, giantbomb.com has got a list of every game that they have helped develop for Nintendo. Those are just some of the more notable ones. Um, Justin, let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, turn on the business, uh, the, the business Justin sign, you know, like the bat signal. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk about this. Why them? Why not uh, Mercury Steam? Why, why not way forward? Why not another high profile dev like that? Well, it's it's interesting, right? And and so for those of you who don't know, uh, go back, I think about six episodes ago when we were doing our predictions, uh, Tim said, oh, I predict that Nintendo is going to buy our company. And I was like, no, they are not going to buy a company. They're a very conservative company. They have don't they do it very rarely. And they just recently bought. Next you Level lose. Games. I lose. I can be wrong every once in a while. Right. This is crazy. Now, I think the important thing in a lot of ways is, is and, I, and I, Marty, I'm happy that you pulled out the dollar figure here. And, and it's not a small amount of money. Like we'd all be happy to have about half a million dollars, but it's not a massive, massive acquisition in regards to like when we talk about the Bethesda, right. Or the Activision or uh, the Bungie acquisitions. I think what it is, you know, Nintendo is very, very conservative when they make those moves. Um, They have to have a very long established relationship. Even when they ended up bringing Hal uh, into, into their, their wings, like it was a very long established relationship there as well. So this is kind of common. It's it's, again, it's, it's a very conservative move. Um, This may, and I, and I, again, I don't think this is a direct reaction to Microsoft or Sony's recent kind of like, you know, picking up the monopoly cards of companies, Um, Because, again, you have to remember acquisitions take a long time to get here. Um, And I think especially the way that Nintendo does acquisitions probably takes even longer. Very kind of like long term relationship uh, building, which I mean, this is over 30 years in some ways here. Um, I guess I think this is great. I think it shows that, you know, we want to continue to invest in our teams. We understand that we need the support of, uh, you know, development studios to create the content we want to. I think as Nintendo continues to ramp up uh, for the support that they require to continue to support the Nintendo Switch and the next predecessor, they need to have a more robust organization, have more resources on demand and ready to continue to kind of hit these cycles. Nintendo has kind of put themselves in a cycle now where they're going about every single month with, with kind of a, a banger, so to say. Um, and so they want to continue that momentum. I think by ensuring that, hey, we did indeed put a ring on it and they're in our house. We now control their workflow. We definitely know that they can't be 
you know, trying to get, you know, trying to get contracts anywhere else. Uh, so they work directly for us. So I think it's a good move for Nintendo. Um, again, I was, you know, this is not, this is not the Mercury steam right now. These are not the big, big contracts. Um, and if, if I, and maybe Jesse, can you check me? SRD is also a Japanese company, I believe. Well, if it was for yen, well, I believe so. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought I heard they're in the same building. Yeah. Like, like it kind of feels like it's kind of like we all like, weren't we already doing this? But you're like, no, no, now I'm official. Like we've been living together. Did we've we been like, we, we, we've had it. We've had yep. a bunch of, we've had a bunch of kids together. Um, we like, you know, go vacation Over. everywhere. You visit your mom. I visit my mom. We're all doing these things together. We definitely share a cat together. Um, maybe we should put a ring on it is kind of really what this relationship is. You know, I, I just I was going to say, I don't I don't find this as surprising. Uh, I get and I don't think a lot of people did. Uh, but it, it, when when I first heard about this, it took me back to the news. And it, I think it was late last year. Uh, when Nintendo basically announced we're putting more money toward research and development teams that uh, we're already connected to, right? Uh, was basically the headline. Uh, and at the time, I think that sounded like, hey, we're just going to give them more money so we can they can hire more people. But giving more money to them also means buying them and making them part of Nintendo. Uh, I I don't think this will be the last of these. I think there are some some companies that we probably aren't really aware of like this mm-hmm. that are pretty close to Nintendo that are kind of in the bag buys for them. Yeah, that they're going to go ahead and lock up so that they can continue to assure first party titles get developed into the future. Because yep. if you look at this list. The, the the hit list, I guess, that we kind of read, you know, just game after game after game. Did you notice something about them? They're all what? All first party. They're games. all first party games. Yeah. They're all first party games. And so, like, you can look at this and now, you know, you might have said, oh, well, Nintendo, uh, they developed this with system research and development. Well, now they can just turn around after this, any game that comes out that they've been, oh, we just developed this with ourselves. It's just Nintendo. So I think you'll see some more of that. I don't know. I don't know any to mention, Mm -hmm. but I mean, they are. This is going to sound like the dumbest question, but I don't know. My my brain is foggy on this. They do officially own retro. Correct. I thought so. I we'll thought, I thought so one. too. Look, we can maybe check that for sure. Cause it's interesting. Like they don't officially own monolith, but they own a portion of monolith. They don't own Pokemon, but they own a good portion of Pokemon, right? Like they are vested in it. Uh, next level. They do own or will be owning. Yes. Um, also, also this week, next level, it was confirmed. Next level is doing strikers, which gives me so much more hope for, you know, I, I do think like it's, it's one of those things that like, as you look at some of the small, do they own Camelot by the way? I don't think so. Yeah. Like there's like was purchased by Nintendo in 2002. Okay. Like there's a bunch of like little like studios, like they go to like Camelot, Grezzo. Um, These are all companies that like, you know, it could be very small, easy acquisitions for them that are not like these big, you know, they're not trying to buy Ubisoft or something like that, that are easy. Like, Hey, you do work for us. We like the work you do for us. We should just let you work for us permanently. So, um, and, and they went, and the other thing of it is, is they're not big, they're not big financial buys either. 
just just looking at this before we get um actually you know yeah uh bandai namco transferred 80 percent of its 96 percent stake of monolith soft to nintendo Oh, in, tw- in 2007. So at a later date, the remaining 16% was sold. So the company is currently owned 96% by Nintendo and 4% by third parties. So okay. well, there you go, then. if anybody's wondering, like, why are we getting all the Xeno games on Nintendo? Boom. Yep. There yep. you go. Yeah. Like uh, Steak will do that. I forget that they own um, like IQ. Uh, and Indie Cube, I, I forgot that they owned these. Mm. And and like, yeah. there's even one uh, Nintendo European Research and Development nerd. Nerd. Uh, so, that what I, I want to know what some of these people are doing. Like, because uh, it's if if you go back and look at the Wikipedia page for list of Nintendo development teams, nerd is listed as recently developing. The Wii U chat application. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> so I, also, like, I, I thought they did like the emulators from the NSL. Uh, they yeah. may have one up. One up uh, did Magical Vacation Series Mother Three. Uh, IQ has done um, basically localization. Is all yeah. they've been responsible for. We know what Monolith's done. Indie Cube did uh, Mario Party. Also did Clubhouse Games uh, recently, fifty-one worldwide games. Is uh, is is Ubitus mentioned on that list, Marty? Who Ubitus? U U B I T U S. So Ubitus is the cloud infra- is the cloud infrastructure team, or is the cloud part of their cloud gaming? That's the platform they use, and I want to think they recently invested in, or purchased in, or did something with that. Like, like they're not a full; they didn't own it. But they they're they've got money on the table for sure about that. Yeah. So some other companies that I think might you know like look out like I mean you know these are ones we these are ones we forget about. But as you said before, they have like a partnership with, or they have the, you know they've made games with, and it's kind of just been exclusive to Nintendo. Uh, Camelot uh, creatures, Psy Games which did Dragalia Lost, mm-hmm. uh, DNA, mm-hmm. uh, Game Freak, Genius Sonority, Good Feel, Grezzo, HAL, Indie Zero, Intelligent Systems, Sora, LTD, Toze, which hasn't really, I think, the only thing that I think we would know that they've done over here uh, is Legendary Starfy and Super Princess Peach. So they've yeah. been real quiet for a while. They also did the Famicom Detective Club series. Uh, Van Poole, who did uh, Paper Mario Sticker Star and Dylan's Rolling Western and uh, Vitae, who did Steel Divers, which when, when have we heard from them mm-hmm. before? Here's here's my thing. I think Nintendo would be would be smart uh, moving forward from this to uh, make some other low low cash impact <laughs> mm-hmm. acquisitions of some indies. Mm-hmm. Like let's just sell them up, man. Let look. Uh, very, very much of a, of a fit for Nintendo to buy like Yacht Club or WayForward, who we've already talked about, or uh, in, things like that. Uh, you know, company. Hmm? How about Team Salvato? What did they do? Doki Doki Literature Club. Mm. No. No. Hard no. Sorry. They, no. They, 
I mean, they could, they could, um, but I, I just think we're moving toward a future where we're going to just going to see like more and more of yeah. that acquisition stuff. So, yeah, I, I do agree. I think Nintendo, I mean, you're very much right in that statement of like Nintendo could go out and pick up a lot of these, like, like smaller teams that they already have that relationship with. And again, just like put a ring on that one. Right. And, uh, and then you can, you have a little bit more controlling stake, right. And you have more resourcing and you have brands that you trust. Um, and, and to, and to the bottom line, it's not as hard. Now it's not like Nintendo's hard up for cash. Right. But I mean, like this acquisition, half a million, right. Like that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty low ball. So yeah, yeah it's I, interesting. I, I don't know. Like for me, I think the one that they have to go after right now, like that they, like they're they're the get that they have to make like within the next year or two is Mercury Steam. I agree, but I don't I don't um you don't think they have to? I, I think that they're gonna be too late to it. I think someone else will pick up Mercury Steam before see right now they're working on a multi-platform indie. And I like I just I like my I look at that and I'm like Samus Returns was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh Metroid Dread was a freaking incredible. Mm-hmm. The writing is on the wall. <laughs> let's let's just, I mean, again, put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. Just make it official. Like, and then these guys can just make Metroid games. I'm cool with yep. that. Yep. But that may, may, who knows? There may have been those talks and they may have not gone anywhere. It, yeah. It may, it may have just slowed up, right? Just not the, not the speed they wanted it to. Yeah. Well, speaking of other huge announcements, uh, Capcom's Sunday night announcements. Let's move on and talk about these. We're getting a brand new fighting collection on Nintendo Switch. It's coming uh, June 24th, 2022. It's coming to multi-platforms that day. The Capcom fighting collection, it really probably should have just been called Darkstalkers and Obscure Fighting Game Collection. Uh, Yeah, and friends with, with Street Fighter. Uh, 10 arcade games releasing uh, in this bundle, including Darkstalkers, Night Warriors, Vampire Savior, Vampire Hunter 2, Vampire Savior 2. And if you're not familiar with those, don't worry, we weren't either. Uh, Also, totally never heard of Red Earth and Cyberbots, but I have heard of Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Hyper Street Fighter 2, and Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, which is better known as Pocket Fighter here in the U.S., all games that come with this. I thought this is really cool. Uh, We'll have online play with rollback netcode with options for casual match, ranked match, or custom match, and it's all going to come out on every platform the same day. Uh, This looks like a really cool package. I'm excited for people like myself who did not own a PS1 back in the days of Darkstalkers who are finally going to get to play those games. Yeah, I played Dark Shockers in the arcade back when I was in college, uh, with in the uh, the common commons area, but uh, and actually got pretty good at it. But there was still everyone; most of the people were still better. But uh, most of these games I've never heard of. Yeah, I I was really surprised at the uh, Red Earth and Cyberbots. I don't know that I had ever knew that those existed. But see, when they're doing this. Capcom is also giving taking the coward's route out and not giving us the Mega Man fighting game that was in arcades. 
And I, I want to know when I'm getting that. It was very hard to find. It came out like, oh gosh, I think it was, it was mid nineties. And you, it was like Mega Man or Proto Man or Bass. You can pick one of the three versus like a selection of Dr. Wily's robots. Hmm. And as you fought them, you would gain new moves. You would gain new powers. And eventually you would fight uh, the Yellow Devil and Dr. Wily. It's very unique. I think it was included on like the Game Boy or not the Game Boy, the GameCube version of the Mega Man collection or maybe it was on the playstation one i'm not sure it was it was it did come home at some point so it could be done um but for those of you who are confused and saying isn't there dark stalkers you know one two and three yes they are included in this in this collection just by different names so dark stalkers is the first one night warriors is number two vampire savior is dark stalkers three uh and it's actually has a variant version that was released that's going to actually be included in this collection as well, uh, which is called Vampire Savior 2, which is, uh, it's it's weird. Uh, there's characters removed. There's different colored stages. Um, it's it's just, you can go, there's a, there's a Capcom wiki that you can go check out uh, and see the differences between Vampire Hunter 2 and Vampire Savior 2. Uh, it's kind of like Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting Turbo. <laughs> Just, they move faster and have different colors. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much about it. I Personally, I'm looking forward to playing uh, Pocket Fighter and uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo as well. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick this up. I love old school Capcom fighting games. Uh, I really just wish they could give us the licensed ones like X-Men, Children of the Atom, and you know, those were so good. So good. So good. Uh, also, they announced Street Fighter VI <laughs> uh, by showing uh, Ryu, now an old man, kind of. He's getting older, gray in the beard, gray in the hair. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, at least this this animation that they showed, the, 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 the movie that they showed, looked like it was done in the Resident Evil 7 engine. A Resident Evil. It's what I heard rumor of. Yeah, that it was in the RE seven or RE engine. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the new the new Resident Evil engine. I thought I watched uh, the video. Which was but but maybe I didn't because I'm not. This it still really had know. a cartoony style, but it was like in a way, it was very realistic. Uh, they did show off what I thought looked like a new character, but I haven't like I haven't played Street Fighter since four, so I don't know. Like I didn't. I have since two. <laughs> I didn't do the whole like tiered you know, DLC pack release of five. I hope they do that way different uh, this time, but they made a ton of money last time. So they probably won't. I mean, they they got a ton of complaints, but they made a ton of money. So let's just be honest. Yeah. Uh, also announced this week, Rumorang, uh, which is the first game for Jackbox Party Pack 9. Yeah, they're, they're continuing to crank those out. Uh, the game was shown for a first time in a live stream earlier today. Jesse, did you watch this? I forgot about it when I after I put these notes in. So, no, I didn't see it. So, it's out there. We'll have to check it out. Uh, you know, I would say this. They're putting them out at such a pace right now that I feel like I don't get to – I really don't get a lot of time to play them before well, they, the new one comes out. Yeah, Jackbox has Jack become the uh, the call of duty of uh, party games. What's yeah, they, they, it's been every year since at least three. 
And yeah. one and two yeah. probably were the two years before. It's just we just got three firsts on the Switch. Uh, yeah, like they could slow down. I'm okay. Like they could take that. a year off, you know. I, I would be okay with that. Agreed. Uh, Amiibo release updates. The Min Min Amiibo is uh, coming on April 29th, and it still looks amazing if you Mm -hmm. uh, are still collecting Amiibo. Uh, The Steve and Alex Amiibo that were originally expected in spring 2020 uh, have been delayed later into this year. Which do not look amazing. They look incredible. Shut your mouth. Are you kidding Uh, me? Those look like the most... I I think I think they I think they look absolutely lazy. I'm gonna get them, but I recognize they they are. I know I recognize they look exactly like they should for Minecraft, but it looks like the laziest kind of like a me like like they gave that to the interns intern to be able to do that, like just just make a stick person. They don't. What do you expect? Stick person. Block people. Whatever doesn't matter. (laughs) Anyway, like, like how dynamically good the Min Min one is, and then you side by side that with like Steve. They like look just like he's supposed to. So they've done a great job. Look, go back and compare both of those amiibo, both to the first wave. Look at the some li- of those faces. Link P stand amiibos. Uh, Marth. <laughs> look at yeah. Marth's face. Mario was good. With the yeah, fireball Mario was good, but like I know people who got a Marth and one of their eyes was like an inch higher than the other. Well, it's Fire Emblem. Who cares? Right? Like, <laughs> wow. Like nobody should. Uh, anyway, if you're looking for those Steve and Alex Amiibos like I am, they'll be out later on in the year. Uh, coming up very soon for release February 28th, 100 Days Winemaking Simulator <laughs> is now coming to Switch for all of your winemaking needs. Also, Conan Chop Chop, which was announced in 2019 for an did early you remember, Did you forget release, about this one? Because I sure as hell did. Is finally coming out. I don't even know what this is. I know, this, I'm, going this was e- I'm going to the eShop right now. Jesse, this can we pull a- this up on the eShop? Let's take a look at it. Conan Chop Chop. Can we play a video for it also? I'd like to see that. Uh, yeah. You're asking a lot. Conan there, Chop Chop. It actually has a website. Oh uh, it is um, free demo available on the 21st of February. Uh, is that so on? So it's out now. Okay, so I see this. It 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 kind of looks like uh, Castle Crashers. Well, you should be all about that. Uh, like yeah, but they're too late. <laughs> mm. Although the video does look really, the animation's really smooth. It is. It is, as we thought, a Conan-themed Castle Crashers, pretty much, um, mm-hmm. which could be good. I'm going to need to play the demo on this one. Can I be honest? The last six months of content through the eShop has just felt like shovelware. Anyone else felt that? Or is this yep. just me being bitter today? Yep. Yep. Uh, like you, like, and you know what, Justin? Here's the problem. And, and we might go on a huge rabbit trail here, but this is okay. Uh, Christmas is the problem. Mm. Christmas and the months after, like the few few months after, are almost all shovelware crap because people know that kids have money. Yeah. And they also have loud voices. 
which they scream at their parents with. I want something new. I want a new game. I want, I want, I want. Yeah, well, and so like- you can get stuff uh, like what's in the eShop right now. Reason Which why is, I did I put this in the notes and why because this was a featured game in I don't some I don't know if it was a Nintendo Direct or an E3 presentation in 2019. Was, was it really? And, and, it was, and here's and I had it in my futures game list, and it, it's been so long since we heard anything. I removed it. I thought it was vaporware, um, and, and but here, it showed up in today's PR download saying, "Yep, it's releasing on March 1st. Here's the thing I want to say about it. Because I recognize that making games is hard. I totally get it. And I'm not, and if you are one of these games that you think I'm now calling shovelware, I apologize because you are doing what you want to. It is obviously satisfying a market that people are buying it. It's hard work. There's blood, sweat, and tears. You're being creative. I don't want to take that away from you, but it, but it definitely feels like, and maybe it's because the sales numbers are definitely supporting now. It feels like back in the Wii, back in 2005, when like everything was on there and you were like, oh my gosh, like, like where the barrier of entry is really low and everybody's recognizing there's a marketplace for it. Now, again, consumer economics will say that the marketplace will, will correct itself and people will purchase the, the, the cream of the crop will come to the top, blah, blah, blah. Right. All that kind of stuff. But like, I go through it. I got That's like what they every, said in 1983 and we see yeah. what happens every Tuesday and Thursday, I go through the East shop and I just like scroll and I'm like, no, nope, nope. Like nope. nothing, nothing has piqued my interest until March 9th, which is when Aztec Forgotten Gods shows up. That is the first time that I'm like, I might pull a trigger on something. Other than that, you don't see me until April, and that's Advanced Wars. Okay. Like, and again, that's just me. And and that's just me. Can I tell you something? You're not Mm. wrong. I mean, I I, I am having trouble right now being excited about anything on my Switch, and I don't know if it's just burnout or if it's just like like game fatigue or whatever you want to call it, uh, just from having too many choices. But it's tough. It's tough. Well, and I think and I think the other part of it is that like it, depending on you know, and this is a different conversation altogether. But like depending on where you know, there's there's two sides that we have, right? So we have a content creation side. Right. Which is, hey, a code has come in and we want to support it. And then there's the other part of it, which is, hey, there's there's other games that I'm just interested in that are not part of content creation. Right. So there's so there's kind of two sides that I think think the other part of it is that is that traditionally what we've seen is like our our season. Right. Of like big games, good games that we're interested in, especially for Nintendo, begins like September. And, and for the last several years has been running hard. So by the time we're done Christmas, like I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, I'm I'm done. Yeah. I'm just mentally I, done I and I that. have a backlog that I need to clean up on. Which kind of makes me wonder what it's going to be like in November of this year when they drop Breath of the Wild 2 because yep. I feel like that's when it's happening. Yep. Are oh, we going to sure. be jazzed for it like we were in March 2017 yep. when I, we were like freaking out? This is I, the best thing I've ever played. I find the first three to four months of the year is actually allow, allows me to get space to tackle my backlog. And then so, the next eight months is about me re-adding to the backlog. Here's the thing. Some of you, like Justin, you are really nice. And you will say things like, if they, if you're out there and you're making shovelware and you want to do you, that's fine. I'm not. All right. Because uh, the eShop interface is a hot pile of garbage. 
And I come at me, bro. I'll fight you on that. This is we're five years into this now. And each week you're just going to throw up all 40 billion crap titles that you let in and push all the good stuff down and not curate anything. Uh, I'm, I'm checking out the eShop right now as we, um, that's why I'm looking over here. Uh, in the last week, this is something that was, that was offered. And I meant to mention this uh, on the show. Fun bundle for toddlers and kids, four in one. Also, the educational and learning bundle, five in one, and big toddlers and kids bundle, as well as the AAA clock extended edition. <laughs> Look, let's just call it what it is. It's shovelware. It's crap. It doesn't belong. Um, there is also... But then where title does it belong? right now. There's a title right now that your kids can see browsing on the eShop called Inside Her with the word bedroom in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. Maker Level Editor 3D. Um, I, like, I know what you're feeling. Like, every Thursday I browse this and I go, Like, it's like over the last little bit, it's just been like, uh, what are graphic novels and shovelware games? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like anything that comes out that's like a halfway decent game just goes <laughs> and gets crapped down to the bottom of the list. And that's yeah. that's an issue. Yeah. And, it, and it's and always it, been an issue. Here's the, here's the deal. It's always been an issue at the eShop. I didn't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't think we would be talking about this in 2022. I'm not shocked that we're still talking about it. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. Like I'm also not shocked you don't got folders, and I'm also shocked you don't got. uh, Oh my gosh! How many Nintendo Switch games do I have? I forgotten I had because I can't go look at what's in my. You know what the most? You know the most like gratifying moment was. Was when I got my Switch OLED and I didn't transfer games. I, I literally was like, maybe there's a few me. Like I was very selective and it was like, Oh, this is like it, 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 when they take everything away, it forces you to focus on what you have. Right. And I, cause I, cause I'm like you, Marty, like I'd scroll through, I'm like, I don't even remember if I have this game. Oh, I do. When did I get this? Oh, I got it for code. Oh, like, like it just like, okay. There's so much, there's so much. Um, and, and I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I I know we did not mean to divert into eShop sludge, but it's there. And I, I, I would wager that more people are feeling it than... Yeah. It also doesn't help when Sega releases the game then takes up two slots in that list by releasing... You, you, can, you can buy this game on Tuesday for $60, or you can buy this game last Friday for $80. That's dumb. Just change the tiles placement. That to me, that's a deficiency in the system. But uh, here's the deal there's no deficiency in the system. Nintendo gets all their stuff pushed to the top because they get on the featured page. Mm -hmm. So uh, the rest of you guys can just duke it out in the, in the, but but we know that, but we know, but we, but here's the thing. And, and, you know, I'm going to go back to, um, you know, uh, Jules Watson, 
right? From a Tui fame who has openly said, he's like, I can, you can game the eShop, right? And I will. And he's like, I will drop my content down to 99 cents or whatever it is. And guess what? All of a sudden now it's 99. Yeah, I'll I'll pay it. People will pay. People use it. I'll pay a dollar for that mentality. Right. And then all of a sudden you're you, you it spikes and all of a sudden now it's up in the top like Listen, 10. It worked this week for uh, Puzzle and Dragons. I was like, it's just five bucks. Yep. This is five bucks if I hate it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, I just wanted to check this out while we close out this this talk here. That the number one, uh here are the uh number one uh or top 10 games uh on the eShop right now, just the downloadable. Okay, Hollow Knight, which I mean, that's respectable, mm-hmm. I guess. A lot of people like that. Uh, unpacking Retro Bowl, which is five dollars. Okay, uh, the Mean Greens, Plastic Warfare, which is about Green Army men. Limbo, which is ten dollars. Stardew Valley, Boomerang Foo, in it for Among Us at three, which is five dollars. Cuphead, Holding Steady, which we know was about twenty one bucks, twenty twenty dollars. And then number one inside, which I think just had it in limbo, just had uh, I think pretty deep sales. Can, uh, can, on, I, can on I ask? But, so you're in the you're in the um, download only games. Yeah, you know what number eleven though is Hungry Shark World. So that's interesting. It's different than my list. Well, yeah, because I'm in here. You're you're in Canada. So okay. in Canada, number ten is uh, Drive Crash Three. Number nine is Green Men that you mentioned. Number eight is Hollow Knight. Seven is Unpacking. Six is Stardew Valley. Five is Limbo. Four is Cuphead. Three is Among Us. Two is Boomerang Foo. And number one is Inside. You know, I don't think Among Us has left that top 10 since it came out. No, but again, look at the price for it. It's but you know what? I, you know what I'm very disappointed in? <laughs> I'm very disappointed in the fact that number 21 on this list is the Kingdom Hearts Cloud Edition for uh, one and two. Wow. And that is definitely doesn't even show up on my list. $32 for stuff that they could have run natively on your Nintendo Switch. I will be talking about that later. <laughs> and what have you been playing? Because I okay. have been playing Kingdom Hearts. Well, let's uh, let's move ahead then. Uh, a couple other things coming to the uh, eShop. Wonder Boy Collection is coming soon. This is a collection of old Sega games. Uh, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy in Monster Land, Wonder Boy in Monster World, and Monster World 4. It's going to be on Switch and PS4 uh, with some extras. And then Octopath Traveler, Champions of the Continent, which is a mobile game because Square Enix hates its uh, its uh, fans. Mm-hmm. A new story said a few years prior to the events of Octopath Traveler, HD 2D art style with 64 characters available at launch. If you're an Android user, you can register for closed beta from March 22nd through April 4th, which means it'll release April 5th everywhere else. No, it's just releasing 2022. Why, why does Square Enix do this? Why, why do they keep releasing? Like It's like, hey, let's make this console game. And then well, we're going to put this all is, of its sequels on mobile. The, 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 the key word there is 64 characters available at launch, which means they'll be adding more content continually, which means it's going to be a gotcha system, which means it's going to be a money sink. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm sorry. Am I? Well, I just added it because those, of that, that their art style on those games is absolutely gorgeous. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing triangle strategy because it looks 
confusing. I'm not doing I will get the the other one that they showed, the Live Alive, Live Alive. I'm getting that. But Live Alive. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna stop for a second here. All right, Tim. Timothy Alf. What? What is I Tim see doing? you in the chat? He is spamming our chat and basically listing all the good games that come out in the next 60 days. And listen, all right, back off. You know what? You're not on the show. Here's, We're allowed to have a negative show. Here's okay. the problem. He he ends up being right about the purchasing of the acquisition. He's got a little bit of swagger. You know, he's been strutting around the office. I noticed he's been strutting around all day, kind of showing off. Uh, and here he is. Just I don't know if chat. you noticed this, but earlier this afternoon, he strutted through here in a sequin gown. I know. I was like, like what is going on? I was on a something. call. Whoa. I was on a call with the folks over at Manscaped trying to get talk about our new deals. And here comes Tim and he just walks past in a sequence gown like strut. he's a champion of the gosh darn world. Well, I just, I just can't. That's a great segue that. to talk about our sponsors. That is a great segue to talk about our sponsors. And of course, our first sponsor being Manscaped. Uh, hey, listen, folks. The champions of below the belt grooming, Manscaped, and who are also our proud sponsors today, have done it again with the launch of the new Ultra Premium Collection. Now, hey, folks, from trimming your hockey pucks, you know what I'm saying, eh? Trimming your hockey pucks to your everyday grooming hygiene routine, Manscaped is here. After lighting the lamp, you know, boom, puck in the back of the net, you light the lamp, hit the showers. With this all-in-one skin and hair care treat kit that covers you from head to toe, literally head to toe, folks. They've got all this kit together at Manscaped. It, Manscaped is the trusted below the well, below the waist uh, for so much. Trust them for the rest. You know what I'm saying? They have got amazing, amazing products. Uh, join over the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going over to Manscaped.com for twenty percent off and free shipping with the uh, with the code Nindads N I N D A D S. Now let me tell you what's in that ultra premium collection because the package includes Manscaped's premium deodorant and no. This is not just for your balls, folks. This is actually for your stinky armpits after you're hitting the ice or doing whatever you need to. They've got a nice deodorant. I love that. They've got a hydrating body moisturizer. They've got a body wash, two-in-one shampoo, and folks, uh, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. I apologize. And uh, as a free gift, folks, they're going to get three pack of the lip balm, right, that uh, that Tim's been using. He likes it. Puts, puts it on his lips. Like, That's what he does with lip balm. But by the way, boom, Manscaped, they got you covered. Because by the way, hey, if it's cold out there, you're hitting, you're hitting the ice, your lips are chapped, you need some you need some lip balm. So folks, again, head over to manscaped.com. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Big thanks for amazing sponsors, Manscaped. Now, folks, of course, the other Sponsor, the other person, the other company that I need to make sure that Nintendo dads are fully aware is uh, is Gooder and Gooder Gaming. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're excited to continue in 2022 Nintendo dads partnering with Gooder. Gooder thinks gaming is fun and your gear absolutely should be, too. Gooder makes fun fashionable and functional sunglasses that everyone can wear these ones i'm wearing right now these blue ones right here boom all right these are the blue mirage right they're blocking the blue light from the screens i absolutely absolutely love them these are the ones called it's not just a game the other thing i so check these out these are blue light ones but they have got all kinds of different styles that you can take a look at they've got the phgs the ogs's the mock gs's circles uh vrgs's 
uh, BFGs, runways. They've got all, they've got seven different styles for you to choose from. Me, I got a fat head. I got a big head. So I actually use the BFGs because they got a wider frame. Uh, they got kind of wider in the front, wider on the side, and they fit comfortably. And I absolutely, absolutely love them. I have their, uh, these ones I use for gaming or for sitting in front of my laptop or I'm in meetings all day. Keeps my eyes nice and fresh. You know what Does BFG feel stands sore. for, right? Big, Big freaking glasses. glasses, right? That's exactly it. And I absolutely, absolutely love them. Uh, I recommend, we all recommend Gooder uh, and Manscaped, but Gooder. Uh, and so if you're interested in heading over to get glasses like these or Sunnies, their Sunnies are awesome. I absolutely love their yes. sunglasses. To be honest, all their products are absolutely amazing. Um, true story. Uh, my wife got her a pair of uh, Gooder glasses also as well. Uh, and she is a... Um, she is a redhead for those you don't know. And the glasses I got her is uh, ones that, that are called uh, ginger soul, you know, ginger's soul. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a hard person that way. I love the names of these glasses as well. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely love uh, Gooder. Head over to gooder.com. Use the promo code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S uh, for 15% off. And uh, hey, folks, if your Gooder glasses show up, take a photo, tag us, send it over to us. We want to see how you're looking. We're all sporting good. We all sport gooder glasses here. We absolutely love them. Uh, and we, we think you will too. Uh, Marty, back to you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I love my Electra, Electric Dinotopia Carnival mm-hmm. gooder glasses. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. Well, guys, let's talk about some events, shall we? Do it. So this is a reminder to you guys that the dinner table is every third Friday of the month where Tim and uh, Nintendo Dad's Discord community get together to discuss what's going on in everyone's life, uh, which is uh, maybe the Nintendo Direct or maybe it's what you had for dinner or what you've been playing. Uh, This past time when they got together, it was... uh, to talk about and have fun while playing that game that had an online playtest that we're not supposed to talk about that may or may not be called Nintendo Switch Sports, which was kind of fun. And if you want to join in... For the first five minutes when no one could connect to anything. Yeah, that's true. I played it on Saturday, so I was I was okay that day. Uh, wanted, if you want to join in... Uh, You need to be a Patreon or Twitch subscriber, and you join our Discord call on Friday, March 18th, 2022 at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's right. It's 9 Central, 10 Eastern. It's a late night. Uh, In fact, Tim likes to brag. You know, he's been up till 4 a.m. talking to people, uh, which let's just be honest. That's pretty cool. I love that our community has this interaction. Now, here is the cool thing about the dinner table. It used to be recorded. It is no longer recorded anymore. Uh, basically so that people can come and just hang out and talk and not worry about, oh, man, I said something and you're going to have to go back and edit it out or whatever. Or uh, I feel comfortable with you guys. Here's the situation going on uh, in my life. That's the type of community we're building uh, over at the Nintendo Dads Discord, and I'm super proud of that, super proud of Tim and the work he's done over there on the dinner table. So check that out on Friday, March 18th. Justin, you also have a special announcement what is it i do so speaking of amazing community um i have an announcement that i want for us to be aware of and so for those of you that do not know um 
we are a community of amazing content creators and we believe in supporting each other. And we have built some amazing friendships over uh, the years that we have been doing this. And um, coming up here very soon will mark a one-year passing of our good friend, Bobby Paul's, the Nintendo guru. And so we are excited, I guess would probably be the wrong word to say this, that the Gaming for Guru charity event is coming back. So I would ask you to join us and so many other podcasters on March 4th to 6th as we celebrate the Nintendo Guru. And we are going to be raising money in memory of Bobby, and we'll be raising money for the Autism Society to celebrate the impact that he has had uh, on our world and the people that we know. We have partnered with several various amazing content creators across uh, our friend group, uh, Mr. Sean Capri, Joey After Work, Quest for Pixels, Mark Carabin, um, Cato Potato, uh, PSVG, um, uh, folks like us um, will be joining in and, uh, and be doing this amazing work. And um, so please join us. Um, Tim will be, as I, I think Tim's in the chat, hopefully still he's listening. Uh, Tim will be streaming, uh, I believe on March, uh, beginning on the uh, March 4th through 6th, uh, various times. Watch for details. If we're not streaming, other folks will be streaming. We're going to be sending out a tweet right away uh, tomorrow, which shows a link to where you can donate, where you can watch uh, us and various other streamers stream. Um, and there'll be a prize list. The prize are being given away again that you can go and donate. Um, yeah, people stepping up to give to give codes, to give yeah. uh, giveaways for systems. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's... We... I, I never... Like the first time that we did this, I did not believe th that we would ever reach the outcome that we did. I yeah. am so, I, I, I still to this day am floored at what we were able to do for Bobby's family. Yeah. Uh, but I love that we're doing this and turning it outward mm -hmm. uh, and giving back in another way as well. I'm, I'm super stoked that all these people wanted to do this again. I hate that I can't be part of it this year, mm -hmm. uh, but I know that they are going to do an amazing job. And I mean, the autism um, charity that that we've chosen to that's that's near and dear to, to my heart uh, mm -hmm. with my son being on the spectrum with I know Tim has uh, a son who's on the spectrum. There's other people who listen to us who have sons and daughters who are on the spectrum. And so like, what a cool thing that Bobby still gets to make a difference. Right. Yeah. And my understanding was that that is a society that Bobby's family uh, picked. Um, and that was very near and yes. dear to obviously Bobby. Um, so, yeah. So uh, look for Pretty a tweet cool. in detail as well there. Um, we'll also say like, if you want to, you know, you can obviously support by donating there's other ways. If you want to support, uh, the, uh, gaming for guru merch shop will be back up again, uh, with a hundred percent of the proceeds going to the autism society. Always. Um, so if that is something that you're interested in, um, so, and also, Hey, if you're not able, or you can't donate, man, if you could just do me one favor. And, and I know we ask a lot of our community, we ask a lot of our listeners, uh, if you could just hit retweet. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Right. If you can help spread the word, help spread the message. Um, Especially on the day of. Yeah. So um, that is, that is, that is um, it's a bit of a downer moment to say, um, but we love um, Bobby. We are honored to know him as a friend. Um, this is going to be a hard time for a lot of us as we get closer to it. 
Um, but thank you for our community who I know we've already had a lot of you reach out and say, Hey, is something happening? Cause I'm excited. I loved him. And I want to, I want to show my gratitude and support. Um, and again, to be able to be with a group of content creators and friends um, who, who, who can leverage our voices um, just to do a little bit better, right. Just like we do for extra life, do a little bit of bet, a little bit of good in the world, man. I'm so appreciative of that. And I'm so appreciative that our community allows us and supports us in this and provides us that space to be this. So um, thank you. Justin, I think that the word you were looking for was not excited. Uh, the word is honored. Mm, thank we're you. Honored yeah, yeah, yeah. to get to do this, to be a part of this, to uh, keep uh, reminding people of Bobby's legacy and moving it forward. Uh, it's just a super cool thing. So uh, be looking out for different things uh, about that. Uh, those are all our events uh, tonight. Let's uh, talk for a few minutes and uh, actually we're not going to talk for a few minutes. We're going to turn it over to Jesse for his Pokemon Minute. Oh. I hate you all. As expected, there will be a Pokemon Presents event on February 27th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. As expected, because that's Pokemon Day and they usually have all they usually have something going on that that day. So the, it'll be a 14 minute long episode uh we're not sure exactly what we'll be seeing you know we might hear more about pokemon sleep they mentioned that and then haven't talked about it in a while i don't it could be dlc for the gen 4 remake from last year it might be dlc from arceus or if it if my prediction comes true from last month it'll be the gen 9 announcement so that's that's kind of what i'm hoping for for ulterior motive reasons and uh, I will. I plan on doing a live reaction video, uh, video that morning. And then, in addition uh, to that, the the last announcement to Pokemon Go Tour Johto is that trainers level forty and above will be rewarded with at least one guaranteed rare candy XL for each five star raid during Saturday's event. Again, that 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 event is this Saturday, the twenty sixth, nine a.m. to nine p.m. And I plan on live streaming most of the day, yeah, like I, like I did last year. Now, normally, what I did before is when I'm playing at home, I'm streaming it. But there will be times when I have to leave to do things at a Pokestop or a gym or something I can't do at home. So I'll break from streaming, do what I need to do outside, come back and continue streaming. So I plan on doing that most of the day on Saturday. I really feel like Pokemon Sleep is uh, what Justin does during this segment. Yeah, it really is. Also, I love the people in the chat, chat are like, Justin, start the timer. Um, right. So, I, yeah, I, mean, I just need to know this because I know that people from the community are going to ask, when is Robo Jesse getting out of the shop? Oh, my gosh. There's a comment about uh, Robo Jesse later on in the. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Now, Who knew that are, Robo Jesse would be like our, people, they are like fan listen, favorite. That people are, people are, are, are thirsty for the Robo Jesse in the, in the poker minute. So we're going to see I, what we can do folks. Uh, ladies that and being gentlemen, said, excited to announce our new spinoff show. It is just Robo Jesse and it's just Pokemon all the time. Um, and it's, and you know what? Uncaged timeless. Just like Robo Jesse, oh, timeless. Robo Jesse uncaged. So uh, Jesse, let's you know I got I'm gonna pretend like for a good two minutes here that I give a damn about Pokemon. Um, okay. 
So do we legitimately think that you might actually get like we're going to see DLC potentially for for Arceus? Like, I mean, that feels real early, doesn't it? Well, personally, I don't want DLC for Arceus. Arceus felt like a full, complete story. And like like the only thing, you know, if they do add something to it, I, you know, I like I want it to end with you being sent back for once you came mm. versus just stranding you in in <laughs> Sui. But, Thanks yeah. for spoiling that for people who haven't. Finished yeah, I it. just bought the game today. Well, it's, yeah. I didn't actually. The, the first okay. five minutes is you show up from somewhere else, so right? that's not but much of a I spoiler. I kind of thought you went back, so it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Okay, and uh, and see, see what else? What was the other question? Or no, I lost my train of thought. Also, Gen Nine, you legitimately think we might see that? I, I do. It's a little early, don't you? No. Well, it was my. It was, I had it as a prediction last month because going back into the 2013, if not 2010, I have to remember look to see when that game came out. There's been a new generation every three years, and Sword and Shield was 2019. Oh wow! I guess I don't, I don't think about that being so far ago, but you know when you've been living in a pestilence filled hellscape for two and a half years it's it, time flies yeah i'm gonna the last uh, two years have both been really fast and really slow at the same time yeah yeah i'm just gonna say it's looking at the chat for a quick second here actually uh bensky tv uh i hope you say stay safe please please stay safe um looks like looks like uh bensky may be in um the ukraine mm. um, and watching us live from there so please stay safe um absolutely Please don't be Absolutely. watching our show. Please go. Please go stay somewhere yeah, safe. Go, I mean, like, well, maybe he's watching it on a mobile device or something. Yeah. But just know, so. we are. Yeah, I mean, how do you? What do you say? We're not cool with what's going on over there. No, uh, that that's an easy way to say it, I guess. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, let's uh, let's transition from this. Let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Yeah. Let's have a big conversation about something. Justin, I'm going to tee you up first because right. uh, you've you've been you've been foaming at the mouth over there. You've been I, I see it. You, you like and you kind of alluded to this earlier when I mentioned Kingdom Hearts. Have you been playing Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah. I'll have that conversation, but I also want to have another conversation about our our a game that we weren't allowed to talk about. But I'll give you I'll oh, give you my yeah. I, I thought would maybe like to I, talk about the game we weren't allowed to talk about. Yeah. yeah so let's talk about the game that we can't talk about. So I don't know about you guys, but this weekend I played a game that felt very like um, this game called Nintendo Wii Sports. Yeah. Um, felt very similar to it. Uh, had elements that um, felt very similar. Uh, almost one would say like the successor to it. Um, but again, not a to talk about it. Spiritual successor. Spiritual successor. Uh, and there was three games that, that I was allowed to play but not talk about. Um, one of them being Chambora. Is that it? Chim- Chambara. Chambara. Or maybe uh, it's Shambara. Yeah. And then badminton. No, tennis, tennis, tennis. tennis. And then Badman bowling. And I will tell you that my f- kids, uh, we actually logged on to, I think, three or four of the opportunities to play. That's and awesome. my kids loved love presuming the not the ones that were at four in the morning don't judge my parenting jesse waldack you you can you weird robot computer thing right don't, <laughs> don't get up my grill about this um 
And uh, my kids absolutely loved it. Like had an absolute blast. Uh, I didn't realize that battle Royale bowling was something that I needed in my life, but I desperately <laughs> needed it in my life. Uh, it was so good. And, and you know, like instantly as I was playing the bowling, it brought me back to like 2005 Yeah, when this was the thing that we all did. Right. And it was like, so, wow, this is amazing. And I remember I was, I was saying to my wife, it's like, I remember going out to, her dad's and her brothers and I would stay up until like 3 a.m. And we were just getting drunk off our asses drinking and like playing like the golfing games, like all of us just getting playing Wii golfing. Um, and it was just and it was like he they didn't have a video game console, but they had a Wii. Do you remember? Like it was it was it was when the Wii was prolific. It was in everything. Everybody right? had a Wii. And it was it was just, it just brought me, homes had a Wii. Yeah, it just brought me back to that. And I was like. You know, and I know that Marty, you said during the direct, you're like, this game is what's going to push them over. I, and oh I my really gosh. do think so. Yeah. Did you feel that? Like, did you, when I played it over and I only went to, I only got into one of the, the things because of just different things going on. It was the Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and it was over way too soon mm-hmm. for, for me. Um, out of the three, I really thought that bowling performed best, mm-hmm. but I did notice some hiccups. Like uh, the second, like mine seemed to cycle through the same three games uh, until like I, I played about three sets and then it started getting out of order. Uh, at first, it was like, here's Shambara, here's tennis, here's mm. bowling, yeah, here's yeah. Shambara, here's tennis, here's bowling. Uh, the second time that I played bowling, I was standing in the exact same place doing the exact same thing, and the remote was not doing the mm. same thing. Mm. Uh, I was, I mean, I had kind of learned at least a strike slash spare way to bowl. It was not hitting. It was not doing well. Um, I thought that tennis was a little sluggish. Yeah, I would say that as well. Yeah, I and, had to. I had to like swing like a second earlier than I thought yeah, I would have to. I think there, and maybe land, that's right. why they're working on this, right? Yeah. Is maybe that's. Uh, I, I also I wish that they had placed us in a, a place where we could have had a different person for our double than us. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other the, the thing is, is I I I just really did not like Shambara. And maybe it's because I suck at it, but um, I tried the the regular sword version. And I tried the dual sword version, mm-hmm. uh, both, and I found it really like as far as like at the beginning of the match, it was very one to one, very responsive. Mm-hmm. But I would swing, and it would go in an opposite direction, or it would. I and I don't know like. Why was it doing that? Um, I maybe I was just part of the, but like they they kind of did the tutorial, you know. A lot like of the times, a lot of times that I've seen is you know if people are wanting wanting to swing, say from their left to right, you know the act of them moving it to the left to prepare, it counts that as a swing. Yes, so that's and why that's it's what was happening. Way. And and I, that would that would cause me to get blocked a lot. Um, And so I liked it, but I didn't like, I would like some more time with it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying I'm bad. Yeah. 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 Um, 
I also think that is, is what are they calling them? Are they calling them sportsters? I didn't catch the name. There's a name. It's terrible. Uh, here, yeah, here it is. Uh, I went to their website. The the not me's. <laughs> the not me's uh, are terrifying. Mm-hmm. Their I soulless eyes are are terrifying. Just bring back the me's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you can play as those, but mm-hmm. I would have liked the ability to play as my me. I understand why we couldn't. It's just a demo. Uh, I also would like another play test before it comes out. Do you think that's just because you want to play again or do you think it's going to change your decision? No, I, no, I'm buying this. I, yeah. I'm, I'm getting it as soon as it comes out on day one. Uh, but, but here's my thing. I would like to play the other sports. Mm-hmm. I'd, yeah. I'd like to try those as well. So yeah. uh, I think it's badminton, volleyball, and soccer. Soccer, yeah. Yeah, but I, it, it almost looked like the way they said it in the beginning was that soccer was not going to be uh, leg strap compatible until an update. Yeah, I'd have yeah, to take a look at if that. If I remember again. right, there's a mini game that you can use with the soccer, you can use the leg strap on. But the main soccer game, you can't use it until the first update. Gotcha. Yeah, and then they've got golf coming out in. Um, I did. I did think well, it looked absolutely gorgeous. Like, I it, it looked better than it had any right to be. And yes. kudos that the play test once it all like everybody finally started. I know there was like five ten minutes at the very beginning that people were, you know, the servers were burning and and everything, but. It worked really well online. Mm-hmm. We don't normally expect that from Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, once 2.4 billion people get on or however many people are going to play this game, it could be not good. But yeah, this this is def- like it was it was interesting. Like I we, we are minutes into it. I was like, so girls, do you want me to pick this game up in April? And they're like, yeah. And they were also like, so why are we only allowed to play for 45 minutes? I was like, OK, so this is yeah. a bit challenging to explain. Right. <laughs> um but yeah, like it was, it was an ab- it was an absolute blast. Like we were yelling at each other, having just a riot. It was exactly what it was. It was nostalgia to the way I wanted it to be. The kids were having fun. Um, this is like this is one of my most excited for games of the first half of the year. Like this and and Mario Strikers are probably up there. And I and I haven't even played Mario Strikers, but I'm like this looks amazing and I want to play it because it looks like it's all about fun. So yeah, that was. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and folks, let us know in the in the chat what are you uh, what are you thinking as well? How did you how did this square with you? Um, so, what else have I been playing? Go well, ahead. before you do it, I want to. Uh, I played it the Friday night along with a bunch of people from the Discord when we were on with Tim's dinner table. That was fun because I was able to talk in real time with other people who were also playing in real time. I tried Saturday afternoon by myself. Not as fun. Mm. So at least for me, just because this, this seems to be a game that is best experienced with other people. Mm-hmm. So I will probably not buy this game because I don't play with other people very often. And, uh, and I, I like the bowling, but I have a feeling, you know, two months after the game comes out, if you're not bowling a 300, you're going to be knocked out in the first round. Like, could we set up a, a like Nintendo dad's, bowling royale like are we like, able to like get people online that i way think or? you're able Pre-show to show gaming friends. 
I think you would be able to group with friends in the retail release. It's just you can. The- they, I mean, it was it was ex- was purposefully noted in this test that you could not play with friends. Yes, you could not match with friends. You could only match with randos mm. from online. Yeah. So I I can't wait. Like I'm I'm the opposite of Jesse. Like I'm going to have time and kids in the house to play this with. I'm going to have students yeah. in the house from the church to play this with. Oh, I definitely have the advantage. Slam dunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is going to be great for when we do extra life. Like this is oh, just yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can't so wait. Yeah. Any 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 multiplayer tools they can put in our hands for extra life. Yeah, please. This is way, please. way better. It's like how many hours of Fortnite can so, we play? So when it comes to that, watch. I probably will end up picking it up. You know, and it, yeah. is, it, is, it is not a full-paced retail game. It's 40 bucks which helps. I heard someone make a really good comment too. Like if you already own, because the retail version, the physical retail version comes with it. It's like an extra 15 bucks and comes with a leg strap component. But if you already own ring fit adventure, you already have a leg strap. Right. So you may not want to, you may just want digital. I'm probably going to go physical just that way. Can can, can I point something out here? Mm -hmm. How long until the update that uses the ring con? Oh my gosh! Yeah, what do, think, what do you think that's going to be for? Weightlifting. Yeah, yeah. getting buff. Getting buff like me. Come on, guys. Wow. Ah. We do the chopper. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Other games I've been playing. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have been playing Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix Cloud version for the I'm, Nintendo. Switch. I'm very, I'm very glad you committed to the whole title. Thank you. So did I. I don't know what's going on in yep. this game. Yep. Welcome to the that- entirety of 13 years of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> like I okay, so first, okay. First is a couple things. Okay, let me just and say for those let- not watching, he took his glasses off for this. Can, can yeah. I can I ask this before you before you say the next thing you're about to say? Um, have you ever played Kingdom Hearts before? Had you ever uh, even dipped a toe into Kingdom Hearts lore before this? I can't wait for this. This uh, here we go. Just just I, let, at it least he's playing, let it at least out. He's, at least he's playing the right game in the right order, like the yeah. first one. Am I though? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What you're playing is the first game, and no one knew what the hell was going on. Okay, yeah. yeah. So first, let me say this. <clears throat> Big thanks to our amazing friends over at Square Enix for providing us this code. Code provided by Square Enix. Thank you. I have no idea what is going on in this game. So I am about two and a half hours in. And as as the credits are starting, right? And, and let me say a couple things. First, I am playing the 1.5. Okay, let's even take another step back. All right. When I, I love loaded, you're having to qualify everything you say. <laughs> when I loaded this game. When I loaded into the okay. Actually, I'll even take one more step back. It came in as three different icons on my Nintendo Switch. I literally had to go to Tim and say, Tim, which of these three do I actually start with to play? And so he tells me, you go with the 1.5. I was like, okay, because you can see my confusion because they don't, it's not like Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom Hearts 3. It is 1.5 plus 2.5. It is, the hell are the other ones? Re- I don't even know. Let me yeah. just uh, take a look at this. <laughs> and then Re- later- oh, hold on. Kingdom Hearts 3 plus Remind DLC. And then this is Kingdom Hearts 
HD final chapter prologue. Who names these things? What is wrong with you? Square Enix. Who names oh. these things? The same people who thought up this game. Okay. Okay. Who so obviously then, were given too much power. So then I go into the game. I was like, okay, so it's 1.5. Cool. I'm going to start there. All right. Awesome. And then I load in and there are six options on the left-hand side of different parts of the game or different DLC or stories or episodes. I don't know because it's confusing. I'm going to, I'm literally opening it right now. And I'm going to tell you what they are because I don't understand. While you do that, Mecca, I'm actually me with, it's not the first, the first game is birth by sleep and, or it's uh, the movie, whatever the movie is, is first. I'm like, I'm talking about a movie. I'm talking about in release order, not canon order. Oh my God. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. yeah, they were. Justin, they I want you to remember that some of these games that are in this collection, like we got Kingdom Hearts 1, then we got Kingdom Hearts 2, and then sometime in the 13 year wait between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3, there were mobile games and 3DS games and all kinds of other so, games scattered the, across seven different platforms that you somehow needed to keep up with so, so what that am you I, could play three. The rhythm game that came out last year also is in the canon somewhere. You're playing the first game that was originally released. So am, I playing, am I playing Kingdom Hearts 1? Yes. yes. So but it's I, 1.5 because there's things when they re-released it that they added to it. So it made it 1.5. Okay. okay. So here we go. When I go, I'm going to take off my virtual here. Um, I'm going to take off the virtual background so you can see what I'm talking about here. Cause or also just, just, so this loads. All right. And for those of you who can't see, there are five, six different options. Kingdom hearts, final mix kingdom hearts, RE Chains of Memory, Kingdom Hearts 358 slash two days, Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep final mix, Kingdom Hearts RE Coded. I don't know where I start. So So you should start at the top of the list. That is where I started. So that's where I'm doing right. Okay. So the the other games are like DS and 3DS games that uh, are out. The other ones on here are 3DS games? Yeah. Yeah, when you see Dream Drop Distance, that's 3D. Get it? DDD. Okay, well it does I don't have Dream Drop. I don't have Dream Drop. Yeah, you Distance. do. It's it's somewhere in there. It's going to be on one of the other tiles. Do I have you to scroll down more? No, maybe you don't have the, to scroll down more. It's, maybe that's another 2.8 game. Okay. So then I'm like, all right, I'm going to Okay, cool. We're going to jump into this. And then I end up meeting I end up being on an island. And yep. like, it, it, I'm like, okay, cool. Explore. I get this. Not a problem. Meet some characters. Definitely feels circa like early 2010 PlayStation kind of. I was like, the camera doesn't quite feel right. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this game? Then I do some research. Yes, it's a PlayStation game from a long time ago. Okay, totally get it. PlayStation 2. Right, yeah. The So here's a couple of things I want to say. The v- voiceover work is great. Really mm-hmm. great voiceover. Yeah, I will. That's a credit. The soundtrack. Um. I'm not a huge fan of the soundtrack yet, but like really like it sounds good. Like it comes out good. It comes out clean. I understand it. Um, I don't understand why all of a sudden Donald Duck and Goofy's there. I don't understand how these worlds came together. And then I, and then I get to a point that I'm like, okay, I can deal with the fact that I need to help Donald Duck find Mickey. 
I got it. And by the way, screw you if you're like spoilers. This game is like, I don't even know how old anymore. So back off. All right. And then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, Final Fantasy characters show up. And I was like, listen, I know enough about Final Fantasy lore that I know you're a Final Fantasy character and you're not showing me, but all of a sudden I figure it out. I'm like, why are you here? I don't understand any of this. Like Waka, like why Waka? This guy has a gun with a sword. Well, because at the time, Jesse, they needed to promote Final Fantasy (sighs) X. So that's obviously why he's there. And Justin, can I tell you what's fun is that by the time you get to the to Kingdom Hearts three, there's no other Final Fantasy characters at all, and there's no explanations. Uh, Just Disney. I, I like like I. Uh, so a couple things I want to say. If this is your jam. You are screwed up. Okay. <laughs> send your emails oh, to ca- Marty Estes. That. Capture that. No, don't send them to me. <laughs> Capture that uh, audio, Jesse. Uh, I am. And I know. And I like, I, and again, I don't have any relationship or connection to these characters. So I don't have like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You don't have any but, connection to the, to the Disney characters? Other, other than Disney, other than like, oh, I like Disney characters, but that's it. But like, but like I haven't played any of the other games. Um, it is. It per, I will say this. So I cloud version performing on the Switch. It performs really well. Um, now I have it docked. I have it connected to Ethernet. It's performing just like I would see performing on other cloud games. So that's great. Um, I am interested to continue the story, but I'm frustrated by like some really poor design choices in regards to like game like clues, like where I have to go, what I have to do. It's a little bit confusing at times. Also, again, I'm still confused why all these people are here. Um, I want to continue to push through because I understand that Kingdom Hearts is a blind spot for me and my gaming kind of knowledge. Um, but that is, so I've just given you like my summary of Kingdom Hearts um, and my impressions of it. It's, it's something. It is there. The original Kingdom Hearts it's, released it's in something. Japan. I love that. It's something. 20 years ago next month. It's March 28th, 2002. Yeah. I will I, I will tell you that there I have a I have a a love for Kingdom Hearts. At least the two games that came out on the PS2 and I'll tell you why. Those are games that newly married my wife and I played through together. Mm. I was into it for the for the hack and slash and the RPG elements and the Final Fantasy characters and a little bit of the Disney. She was in it because, like, the Disney characters. She was like, this yep. is nuts. Why are they showing up? I've got to know this story. I was one of the people that when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, I had not played all the numerous side games. And Kingdom Hearts 3 was just a massive crap crap in the pants for me it was it was awful do the i was so disappointed with it do the other side story things connect to the main game yes everything they're all they're all connect they're all canonical all part of the main story so and if you don't know this character like where where three lost me is when obscure characters that were created by square enix that have only appeared in kingdom hearts games started showing up and I was supposed to feel like they were important. Mm. And that was like, I, I can't, I can't do like, this. I, 
going back to uh, those like the, the DS games in your collection, they aren't the full game, but they're like like a like trimmed down storybook version with a few cutscenes yes. to give you the story of it. I uh, I literally thought I missed something. Like I was nope. hoping for, I was hoping for like a previously on Kingdom Hearts, and that gave me some kind of context because I was like, is there is there a reason I should like who I this is Sora I'm pretty sure because I know him from pop culture, but there's all these other people on the island. Do it? Do I had? Do I know them? Do I have hey, a relationship with Smash? Them? Yeah, like why yeah. is that guy here? Right, like, uh, and why am I falling into an ocean? How did I get in the ocean? Why is there an, an island full of four children that looks like it's part of like Peter Pan's Lost Boys, but I don't think they are? Why are you fighting a giant shadow with dreadlocks? Why all of a sudden, at the very beginning of it, is there uh, glass paintings of Disney princesses? I don't understand. Yeah, it breaks my brain. Yeah, well, I'm, welcome I'm to the last uh, little bit. With, I remember with I played maybe halfway through the first game, and then I did finish the second game, and that's it. Also, can I can I ask another question? Maybe this is, and if this is Go spoiler right territory, do we at some point find out why Sora has massive feet? <laughs> no, because his Just, feet are massive. Like they look yeah. like they're they look like they're goofy. Like, is he an offspring of Goofy? No. Is that why his feet are that massive? Because no. that is not right. No, he is not Max. I'm so confused. <laughs> Gosh, so, Max. So, but like, so it's that, enough. It's enough that I want to go down the rabbit hole to try and figure it out. Uh, I, hear me when I say this. I think that the system of play that Kingdom of Hearts is built on is a solid system. It's just that, golly, the story just ruins it. <laughs> the story ruins the story. They... They got away from the main thing and they tried to make it epic and it just didn't, didn't work. Yeah. So Adam Sessler from X play played through kingdom hearts three with having like, he might have had some previous knowledge from one and two from when he read the reviews on games that I don't think he played someone else played and he just read it and he did definitely didn't play any of the middle stuff. So he had no idea what was going on. And just, you know, he had some fun, but most most of it he was confused. And just because he didn't know what was going on, he gave it a one out of five, which is normally a good designation for this game is broken. Like the Burger so, King games. Yeah. So just for clarity here, as I look at these games that I have, I'm obviously playing Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix. And then do I play 2.8? And then do I play three? No, you play all of the ones. All of the ones, all the yeah. way down, yeah. And you play all the twos all the way down. Then you play three, and it's DLC. So what you're telling me right now is that when I go into these other games, they're going to show. Oh, I'm going to do this right now. Am I going to go in here and there's going to be like another like six games in these menus? And maybe in Kingdom Hearts two there is. I don't know. I'm, I'm not go look right now. Them up. I managed to get this entire collection. Uh, on uh, PlayStation Four, the PlayStation Four version yeah. for uh, last. Let's see when did when did I get this? Last October, Walmart had it on a flash sale for nineteen ninety nine. Wow! For the whole package, and so I was like, I gotta do this because we never finished Kingdom Hearts three, and we're gonna do it. And we already had Kingdom Hearts three. I was like, I'll just trade in that version, and surely you know, make a little bit of scratch and pay this off. Sure enough. 
Okay, you Mecca go. is saying Mecca is saying you're thinking this the wrong way, Justin. You play them by games, not collection. I don't know. Just like you know how the Marvel movies have phases. Uh huh. So what you do is you just go Google correct play order for Kingdom Hearts. Okay. And there you go. Uh, I don't even know what that is. So there you go. Okay. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going to the other one right now. Though, you've not been playing physical. anything else though. Well, I've been playing some more. Oh, yeah, I've been playing some Apex Legends. You were about to say Fortnite. Fortnite too. Both of those. Me games too. I'm playing. Me a lot too. Of. I'm. I'm. I, I have achieved level 140. I'm done oh, me with too. this season. Me too. Uh, soon, well, I'm going to be done as soon as I get the white Spider-Man suit. That's what I have. That's one. Oh, then I have not got that. Then I must be below 140 yet. I must be like 135. There's Donuts this thing now that you can says... do. You can buy and do uh, challenges, uh-huh. and like. That you find these tokens, and each one just gives you a level. There's 28 of them. Yes. Okay, so I have gone into the other one now. And in here, I have Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance HD. That's that's the 3DS one. I have Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, A Fragmented Passage. That one came out on PS4. And I have Kingdom Hearts X Back Cover. I have no clue. One of them is just a movie, and I think it's that one. Oh, my God. That cover. What were you saying, Jesse? Something in the chat? Yeah. Eating donuts in the chat says, Justin plays 24 hours of Kingdom Hearts next extra life. Yes. So I actually thought about live streaming some of the, some of this, but the problem is because it is um, loud, it's yeah, pulling yeah. down, and I'm streaming out, and so it kind of wrecks the... Ooh, that, yeah, yeah. that would not be that, good. That, that wouldn't work well for you. Can can we can I just give a shout out to that name there in the chat eating donuts? That's fantastic. Love that energy. That, there you go. I love it. It's oh, it's here's another question. Is it uh, from uh, Onyx? Is it worth it to buy the cloud version? So Onyx, um, I want to know this. Do you have another place that you could play it? And I'm not <laughs> saying, and I, well, hold, hold on a second. I'm not saying because I think it's the cloud version's bad. My experience of the cloud version is very good. I haven't had any glitches. I haven't, I had, when I, when I did capture it, there was a bit of a slowdown for a moment, but was nothing that was like jarring, nothing crashing. Um, I think what you have to decide is, do you have a strong enough connection, right? Do you also want to pay the hundred dollars or like Marty, you can catch on a fire sale somewhere else for 20 bucks, right? So if you have another platform, you might want to consider it. I would also say, knowing how often games go on sale, you may want to consider waiting uh, to another time where it does go on sale and it becomes cheaper as well. But if you're like, you need it, you need it on the go, you need those kind of things. My experience playing it on the cloud uh, is good. Um, is, very similar is, to when I played the- it on... Um, uh, played is that uh, really on the go though well i mean it all depends right like if I, I can play this while i'm sitting on my couch right yeah. so that is on so, the go here's the, play, here's the version i got i wanted to, i'm just going to throw this out here for anybody who's listening i um, is warning this the kingdom hearts all-in-one package for playstation 4 is currently 32.50 on walmart.com that's the uh, price of one and two on the switch. 
yeah, Onyx says he doesn't have another platform. Uh, so Onyx, what I would say this also, I, I, I believe a demo is available on the eShop. Give it a shot. If you have, if you have not tried or bought into the to the cloud streaming that Nintendo is offering, the cloud versions, definitely try their demos. Make sure that it works well for you. Make sure your signal is well. All those kind of like bits and bobs associated with it. Um, has anyone tried this using a hotspot? I have not tried it using a hotspot. I will say when I first used, oh, Marty has. Go ahead, Marty. I tried control using a hotspot because our internet is all hotspot in my house, and it it did not pull down enough. And that, now, your mileage may vary because our cell phone service also sucks at our house because can, the world of connected things hates us. So um, I did not get enough download and and upload to be able to run control. Yeah. Uh, Andros, I, I, go ahead. Andros says you don't have to play all of them. He recommends playing 1.5, Chain of Memories, 265 over 2, then 2.5, Birth by Sleep, Dream Dot Distance, then 3. So, I mean, just play 7 out of the 10. I mean, <laughs> right. Is it, you don't have to play all 10 of them. Just play the <laughs> play 8 of them. It's totally fine. Like, I'm like, I've been around video games long enough. I feel like I'm pretty smart. I just want to give Andros crap about that because it was like, I was expecting him to be like, all you have to do is play this one, this one, this one. Yeah. Nope. Oh, can we, Jesse, can we talk about what you've been playing? Sure. So I I finished Pokemon Legends Arceus. And this happened, you know, during the, the dinner table after we were done playing Switch Sports. So you know, I was still I was still playing, grinding out the last few things I needed to grind out while we were having the conversation, and then I did, did this with you know when I got the last item to uh, that, and then when I, I did the turn in to get the the shiny charm, which is the, like the final reward, and I I turned on my stream so everyone on the in the uh, that was on that call saw it happen, so I have. You know, all 242 Pokemon, all caught, and all dex entry, all dex pages filled, and I got the rank ten. Those are the those last two are the requirements to get the shiny charm. So, Congratulations! So I've pretty much done everything I I can do with the game. Other, you know, there is one set of collectibles that I found one just in random play. I'm like, it's not. I don't really care about finding the others, so I, I, I consider myself done. I put that's like ninety-four hours into the game. Wow! I, I got my money's worth, but I do yeah. consider this the best Pokemon game I've ever played. That's wow. awesome. So if you were if you were Stone Cold Steve Austin, you've stomped a mud hole in that son of a bee and walked it dry. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> okay, then love the energy. So that's. So that, that was Friday night, so I had to find a new game to play for the weekend, so I started Ocean's Heart, which oh. I think Tim played a bit mm-hmm. last week. I don't remember how far he got. I ended up finishing that game as well. It was a very, it's a shorter game. I think I put maybe 20 hours into it. Uh, I did complete all the side quests, just like Arceus. I finished all the side quests. You know, there's like 94 of them in Arceus, not as many in Ocean's Heart, but I did finish the game with all the side quests and full in. Yeah, uh, I, when I when I rolled credits the first time, I was still missing some of the side quests and like missing two of the four spells. But then I kind of found a walkthrough and picked up what I missed, and then uh, and then went back and beat the boss again to to 
to say, okay, I've finished this. And, you know, so it's like a Zelda-like. So if you have a 2D Zelda itch that needs scratched, this might do it for you. I did have a few technical problems. I, I put a small video on Twitter where, like, there was one dungeon I was, like, going half speed. It was really slow. And then for about four seconds after that, it went to double speed, like it was trying to catch up to itself. Like, that hmm. that's a weird thing to have happen. Mm-hmm. And then near the end, I saw similar slowdown just everywhere. And there's a lot of boxes you have to push. When I pushed a box, it would only travel half the distance. So and I couldn't push it anymore because it wasn't in a, it was in a spot it shouldn't have been in. So the game didn't know what to do with it. And it was still in the way so I can progress. So I pretty much had to save the game, force quit, relaunch it, and then I was able to push the box the full distance so I can get by. So, but so some technical problems, but it was still a fun game. I enjoyed it. And then the last game, I did a stream last night of a game that we got a code for called Death End Request Two. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Made by the makers of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, I, I think the make the people who did uh, with a corpse party that I played a few months ago. I think some of them were involved in this game. Mm-hmm. Apparently, and also the first game was released on Switch like April of last year, and I didn't even know that. So, but uh, this is the second game. It starts out like a visual novel. Yeah, you know, and like at least the first day, you don't have any choices. You're just sitting there reading everything, and excuse me, you know, getting getting in, to know the characters and the environment. But at the end of the first main day that you're playing, it it does put you into an op- not really an open world, but it puts you into an environment you can run around in 3D within its limits, and to to do some exploring. And like you find these PC terminals in the middle of nowhere that if you access them, then you can control security cameras and see what they see, which reveals certain walls are false walls. Hmm. So then you can go through them to get to uh, see what's on the other side where I'm not sure if you, I didn't test any walls before I found out because I, at the time I didn't know they were false walls. And at the end of that section, you have a a, a turn-based j- traditional JRPG battle, but they added a twist to it that I've never seen before, and I kind of like. You, you're put into a circular arena, so you can't leave it, and when you're able to move around the circle as much as you want, and w- when you do your attack, like you'll hit the enemy three times, and then it'll do a fourth, which will cause a knockback, and it's like the enemy bounces around like a billiard ball. And every time it hits an edge, it does extra, or it hits the outside of the ring, it'll do extra damage to it. So if you're able to position yourself, so you knock an enemy into another enemy, you'll do damage to everything. And they'll, they'll, oh, bounce around. Cool. they'll both bounce around for a bit. So there's only the one battle before you end the day to go back into visual novel mode. That's where I stopped. One second here. So that was about an hour and a quarter uh, to play that first day. 
and you know, the prologue of the first day. I'm liking it. I do want to play more of it, but I uh, also want to get to Voice of Cards, so I'll probably put this on hold, play Voice of Cards, and then come back to this, and hopefully nothing else comes out to distract me. The but other I, games I am... that this, this company has, or this dev has put out are um, Cupid Parasite, Mary Skelter Finale, Dragon Star Varnier, Azure Lane Crosswave, and Mega Dimension Neptunia 7. Hmm. So apparently they all have to have three words. Apparently. Yes, yeah. and Request, this, Cupid, well, Cupid Parasite. This is published by, I think it's called Image Factory. It's, you know, the, you see IF logo. Uh, Idea oh, Factory. Idea Factory. I was close. So, yeah. Yep. And, yeah, that's the type of games that they publish, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been playing Puzzle and Dragons Nintendo Switch Edition. I picked this up, and much like uh, Justin talked about earlier, the it's this you know it's this amount of money. Why not, right? Uh, it was just five bucks or so, uh, and it fairly. I, I just played it last night. Like I came home uh, last night, and it was like I said, it was getting icy here and stormy, and so our power went out. And uh, for a time, and that was just like, I was like, well, crap, what do we do now? So um, played a little bit. It's weird. Um, it's a match three, uh, except for the way that you play it. If you've ever played a Puzzle and Dragons game is to take one of the, the gems and move it basically wherever you want to on this on the grid. But as you do, it moves uh, the other gems in a certain way, not like all at once, but like as you go through one, it like pushes it behind it. So you can actually, you get a time limit and you can move a gem around. And once you pick it up, you have to use that one. You can't drop it, but uh, you you basically can move it around and make all sorts of combos. And that's basically the the way the big get of the game is, to set up as many combos as you can to do the most damage that you can to whatever enemy you, you start with some really powerful characters uh, and you're thrown kind of like, it's like a tutorial dungeon and then the story begins, uh, but you still have the same characters. So I don't know if you ever get depowered or, or whatever, but this reminds me of um, the, the puzzle and dragons, Nintendo edition or Mario edition that came out a few years ago uh, on the 3ds. Uh, and I probably will want to go back and play that uh, as a result. This doesn't have any Nintendo property, but if you're looking for a puzzle game and the Nintendo Switch, besides Picross and Tetris, has kind of been like a wasteland of puzzle games, honestly. Uh, this one uh, could be something that, that you like. It's it's five bucks. So skip your Starbucks. This up. I remember playing it early. It does look nice. Yeah. I remember playing an early Puzzle and Dragons game, like back, like when, like iPhone two was out. Yeah, you know, you know and then I, I don't, I did, I didn't buy the Nintendo version on the 3DS, but uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of charm in that Mario version, uh, and of course, you got the other side of it as well, which I never played, <laughs> not not once. Uh, but the Mario version was was good, and it, it got brutally difficult. Like if you didn't know what you were doing, hmm. uh, which was me. But I would, if you're a puzzle fan, I would recommend this. It's five bucks. It's an easy get. So that's what we've been playing. Let's turn on the community spotlights very quickly. <laughs>
Yeah, so just a quick roundup of our Nindads, uh, Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. Uh, this was updated today. Uh, Retrologic uh, sees Dan, Datfast, John, and Third Strongest Mole host episode 71, where they talk about a Jet Set Radio retrospective with, Steph, uh, with Seth Sturgill from, or Sturgill from uh, All In Podcast. We had him on last week. Fantastic guest. We always love to have Seth on. You can go. Uh, and check out their, all their they have to offer at retrologic.games and read their latest blog. Dads After Dark uh, has just dropped episode 93. They talk about the Wii U and 3DS eShop controversy uh, and John's switch to PlayStation uh, away from being an Xbox man for a while. That should be interesting to listen to. And speaking and- of... Speaking of that, actually, John, uh, if you have not, folks, head over to our YouTube page because John has provided us coverage of Horizon Forbidden West uh, when it launched. And he did three separate videos for us. Great playthroughs. Great opportunity to take a look at it. Thank you, John. Uh, We're looking to expand some more content that we're putting there. And John had had access to it. Uh, But uh, big thanks, John, for doing that. So, uh, again, head over to our YouTube channel. That's Nintendo Dads. Go to YouTube, type in Nintendo Dads. You can find us there. Subscribe so that when we drop videos like this, you get to see them right away. John put a lot of time and energy in it. So I appreciate if you go give him some love. Go give the video some views. Be be great. Absolutely, Ace. Uh, And speaking of Xbox, Game Pass News is uh, on episode 41. And on that episode, Nick and Sean host, they talk a little Nintendo and their favorites from the latest direct, as well as games that they've been playing and what to play on Game Pass. Now, we've got some questions uh, from the community. And uh, we're going to start with uh, our email question from Scott the Geek. And he asks us this setting aside for the moment very old games that were only on 3DS Wii U via virtual console, and instead in the context of looking forward to the future, it's important important to point out that Nintendo isn't the only one to blame here. Everyone bemoaning and complaining about lost games and preservation needs to take a hard look in the mirror. How many of you buy most or all of your games digitally, even the ones that were also available physically? Are you just expecting everyone else to purchase enough of the physical versions to encourage physical releases to continue into the future? There's no room for hypocrisy here. Every time you make a game purchase, you are casting your vote for what kind of future you want. And if that game purchase is digital, then you're voting for and beckoning in a future where we will have the same situation with Switch games as we do with 3DS, Wii U, and Wii games right now. You need to vote with your wallet. Otherwise, you're part of the problem. Even if a game is digital only, you're not off the hook. There's work for you to do. Email the game devs slash publisher and tell them you would buy a physical release. Let them know publicly on Twitter so others can agree with you. If we want game preservation, some of the responsibility falls on us. And for the love of all that is holy, do not buy any cloud games. (laughs) He then says, the comparison to the movie industry also struck a chord with me. There are movies on DVD that will never see a Blu-ray release. There are movies on VHS that never got a DVD release. And there are countless TV movies that were never released in any purchasable form. In many respects, people have to delve into the shady and legally dubious side of the internet in order to continue to enjoy that content. Those are very good and very strong points. Uh, And I'm sure there's some folks out there who would want to talk about why they're digital only. And we would love for you to write in and tell us why as well, or maybe even refute some of this. I got to be honest with you. I, I feel a little picked on here. Like... I, I get it. 
Like, if we want physical games to continue, should we not continue to buy physical games? Yeah. You know, one of the things I appreciate uh, when uh, Scott the Geek has, uh, you know, and we've brought up in the past, you know, uh, cloud gaming uh, and and other kind of hot button gaming issues. I really appreciate that uh, Scott shows up with kind of a different take on it and a different Mm -hmm. approach and and helps to hold us accountable for our commentary. Not necessarily of like, hey, walk that back, Nintendo dads, but a great opportunity to say, hey, here's the other side of this coin. Here may be something you missed. So I appreciate when anyone in our community has the opportunity to do that. And I think Scott did a really great job here composing this conversation. So well done, Scott. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, it definitely makes you think a little bit more about uh, about it. But um, <laughs> for the love of God, don't buy any uh, cloud games. <laughs> I, I was at a GameStop early, earlier today when I was at the mall with my son, and I noticed that the size, the amount of space Switch games have, is like a quarter of the size as PlayStation Four and Xbox. And I don't know if that means that just the digital sales is higher percentage-wise on the Switch than it is on the other systems, or if there are other reasons why the retailer isn't willing to give Nintendo more space, but you know, that's if it's the latter, you know, they that's part of the problem too. Yeah, you may want to buy a game physically, but no no one carries it anymore. It's hard to do. Or you used to have a GameStop in your town and now you don't anymore. Right. Uh and I'm not gonna run uh by the 30 minute away GameStop every time I wanna browse. You know, uh, here's the reality. We get a lot of codes and we get a lot of digital games. So I have a lot more digital games than I've got physical. I literally have maybe about 20 to 25 physical games. on Switch. The rest are all digital. And mm-hmm. what it comes down to is, and, and maybe this is wrong, but what it comes down to is when can I play the game? Okay. Uh, and the reason for that is that, Digital is like midnight release or it's day of release. If I buy it physically now, I have to buy it from Amazon. Is it going to ship that day? Is it going to get there on that day that I want to play it? And everybody's hype about it. Uh, I've heard many Amazon orders that were supposed to be on uh, delivered on Friday, not so up until Monday. And then very uh, uh, many others who showed up way early in the week, which what is that? Um, I've, I'm seeing people get Elden Ring way, way ahead of time. Um, the other option is, can I get it at Walmart? Well, Walmart has about as much shelf space for switch as it does for all the other games, but it's, have you been to Walmart? Have you looked at their video game section? Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, the other thing with that is that games, they're indie games that come out that are download only in the beginning. Yes. They may eventually get a physical release, but it's only through limited run games or it's only through someone else. And that takes maybe months or a even year. a year after they come out. So, and typically will cost more because absolutely. of the production cost. Yeah. So uh, in a way, a, a lot of indies, I mean, yes, it's convenient for them to publish digital only, but they're kind of, you know, like you can see kind of the, the shoot, like they're, 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 they're running us toward the shoot so that we'll all just kind of go down in that direction yeah, I, I see. I mean, I see. I see both sides. Uh, I don't like it. I mean, I was thinking very nostalgically the other day because there is an actually a retro game store that has opened in my town. Three days a week, they're open at a pawn shop, 
And I went over there uh, last week to see what they had, right? Like, the, and I was like, bro, I was like, man, I would love to have thousands of dollars so I could buy all these games, you know, yeah. just I'd love to have the, but then my wife was like, and she was right about this. It was actually about something else we were talking about today. She's like, you know, that's all neat and everything. But in the end, it's just stuff you got to find a place for. Mm -hmm. And digitally, I don't have to do that. All of my games travel with me on the Switch. So, well, and I think it's pro and con. Yeah. I think the other part of it is that we have just become over the last like decade, become more and more used to and accustomed to digital instant gratification content. Right. Our music is streaming. It's on demand. Right. We go to Netflix. It's on demand. Right. We've become used to this, like not physically owning media. And so at some point we, we, we as a culture began to lose these things and say that was OK. But there is this large pushback. Right. And then there are scenes like the vinyl scene shows up for music. stuff like that. Right. So this ebb and flow back and forth, but but unfortunately we've just kind of felt so so it'd be natural that video games would be the next assumption, right? I've seen some people in the chat here say, I buy my comic books digitally, I read my books digitally, like I like I don't own physical stuff anymore. Um, so it's it's interesting to kind of see how that all shakes out in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Uh let's move on to some questions from Discord this week. And Scott, thank you so much for for that insight, man. Great, great points there. Mm -hmm. uh, Spider Shan uh, writes in this comment. He says, "I'm waiting for the call in uh, for the call in Justin and Robo Jesse Buddy Cop movie." Jesse, what was your reply to this? It's genius. One doesn't have a body; the other doesn't have a soul. Together, they're unstoppable. God, that hurts so much. But it's also, I would pay to see that. You know, I would pay to see that. <laughs> I think he's talking about you. You don't. You don't oh, have a body. He robot. Robot that. has a body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robots don't have a soul. Because last week you were you were a disembodied voice because you mm -hmm. just called in, said uh, your speak, and then you left. Mm -hmm. That was from Discord. Mm -hmm. uh, over on Patreon, Nick Metzger says, "I can only think of one thing." Tim won the bet. Tim, you better gloat just a little bit more than Justin would have if he had won. Here's I mean, what I want. Here's what I want. I know Tim couldn't be with us tonight. Tim, I want a I predicted it right. Nintendo bought a company gloating video. Oh, it's like a wrestling promo. I want you to come out, baby, with the fireworks and the glimmer glam is everywhere. Just let him have it. Just hit him upside the head with the plunder. Now, listen, I, listen, and I mean, I don't want to take away from Tim's. I don't want to take away from Tim's win. Right. Because, yes, I mean, I could I could come in here and say, ladies and gentlemen, I predicted uh, Mario Strikers would be there in June of this year. Boom. Was it there? Yes, it was. I did. I predict that Monolith would be coming back with a Xenoblade or uh, three or some type of a game within the Xenoblade universe. Bam. I did. But I don't want to take that away from Tim. I don't want to take away from Tim that he got one thing right. I mean, don't good for her, you, don't Tim. Take small victories. Yeah. Good. Good for you, buddy. You know, good for you. But I mean, I, you know, listen, I'm a bigger man. I don't want to come in here Tim, gloating about how I I'm, got I'm gonna a lot more things that. right in regards to the Nintendo Direct than he did. But sure, Tim, whatever, whatever works for you, buddy. Congratulations I'm, on your I'm win. I'm going to need you to good come for off you. I will, I will be purchasing you something from the Nintendo uh, shop, uh, sir. But yeah, well done. Well done, Tim. Come, come off the top rope. We'll see right. how it shakes out uh, at the uh, end of the know, year with uh, the championship uh, belt again. Digging, digging all those things up. Uh, that's probably what you were doing during that poke minute, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, we see how it is. Uh, Efren Gonzalez says, with Nintendo acquiring SRD uh, Incorporated, a studio that's been working with them on a number of franchises, uh, do the Nintendo dads believe that they should be focusing so much on this bit of information or spend their energy trying to better 
their online and internal sources to create a more current online environment for Nintendo Switch owners. I know uh, NSO Plus Expansion Pass is offering uh, uh, New Horizons and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe free DLC, but is that enough for just a start? Hope all of you have a great weekend. Stay safe, my friends. What you think? I think they're they're getting there, right? When we all when we all bit into this apple in uh, in uh, November begrudgingly, we're like they better do something better. And uh, and unfortunately, you you we unfortunately what happened is that we here's the reality: when you purchased it, then you had to have been happy with what it was, not what it could potentially be. Now they're just adding continual value that I'm like, now I feel better about it. I'm telling would, you, Splatoon Three DLC is going to be oh, yeah. bundled up in this. Oh yeah! Oh, for sure, for sure it is. Like it is well, now. It is DLC now going to be is coming. Yeah. Oh right! This was the other thing I got right was about that we were going to have more DLC. I couldn't remember. It's just so hard. It's so oh. heavy, heavy is that? Oh my god, that crown is so heavy. Oh, I know so it's so heavy. heavy. Your, head is, your head is gigantic. Uh, please, guys, don't remind him of <laughs> how. Anyway, uh, I personally, I like, I, I think there's, there's got to be a balance, right? Like, they're, they've got to acquire some of these studios to help prop up what they're doing in the future. But yes, the, the online thing has to be. I don't think they're going to address it with Switch. Let's just be honest; they're not going to address it with the Nintendo Switch. It will be with whatever's next, and I think they, they know they have to. And even then, I would highly doubt it. It's Nintendo. They don't like, like, and I don't mean to be rude about it, but like, no. So no, you can go to Xbox and you can, you can like, it's like a, it's like a hotel motel. You can go to Xbox and stay at the Hyatt, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in a suite, or you can go uh, stay at, you can go with Nintendo Travel and stay lodge. at the motel with the coin operated vibrating bed. Yeah. Both really, of them achieve really, the same really, thing. Really wondering, is that a blood stain? I don't know. And also, like, this person just walks through the window, like, walks through the window, pulls a curtain, goes, Waluigi sees you. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, like, you get up the next morning, and they have the buffet, and it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> here's a bagel and some gray sausage, kid. Get out of yeah. here. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, Mark Campy says this. I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts on what your must-have games that will go away when the Wii U and 3DS eShops close. I have mine. We'll come back to you. Uh, It's Box Boy. Anything Box Boy uh, is not going to be there. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, guys, Nintendo thought enough of him to make an Amiibo. So once he was a big deal. uh, And Pushmo, Stretchmo, and Crashmo uh, for puzzle game fans are definitely uh, ones you need to go pick up. I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch of others, but those are the ones that pop to mind that immediately you need to go and, and pick up. Yeah, I, I would say anything from the Wii U perspective, I'd say any of the uh, Metroid games, right? That would be... Prime Trilogy. Be Prime Trilogy, right? That'd be prime, probably pretty Fusion awesome. And Fusion was there too. Zero was there too, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, wasn't Golden Sun on the GBA uh, on Wii U? I think so. Right. Uh, and the one I would say for uh, the 3DS uh, for 3DS is the Mario versus Donkey Kong series puzzle games. Like um, do you guys remember these ones? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. those ones. I really liked those games a lot. And they use the, 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 the screens. Well, both of the golden sun games are on the Wii U eShop. Yeah. The original one and the lost age. So yes, yeah, absolutely. I, I, 
on the 3DS, I think there was an Ace Attorney game that didn't get physical release outside You're of Japan. You're right. And I was going to say Pushmo series, but you beat me to that. Nice. Uh, Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> oh, and Pocket uh, Card Jockey. Oh, yeah. I need to step away for a couple moments. We'll be right back, guys. But continue. Absolutely. Then. Pocket Pocket Card Jockey, uh, the Mario and uh, mi- like the minis games are yeah, are on there. Like, um, like Ocarina of Time 3D is 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah. If you can find it in physical, it probably won't be $20 anymore. Uh, Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Yeah, that was that was the one with the you you, you haggle your own price for DLC. Yeah, and uh, uh, add to that Dylan's Rolling Western. All oh, and there's some like Nintendo 3D classics on there too. That I think would be uh, Kirby's Adventure, Excite Bike. I like Kid Icarus. Um, Kid Icarus was one of those because that was based on the Famicom Disk System version, so you could actually save the game, and not use passcodes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one thousand and one spikes by Nicholas. Not available on the Switch. I mentioned that one uh, last week. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very, very good. Uh, we would love to hear your recommendations as well. So hit us up uh, on Twitter or in the chat. Uh, let us know what is your must-have Wii U and 3DS game before the eShops close within the next year. Well, guys, that is episode 364. We want to thank you for hanging out with us uh, while we recorded. And if you've been watching along with us. We appreciate that as well. And as we round out the show here, we want to say uh, we, a huge thank you to our Patreon producers. That's Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, and Solo Something. Also to our Patre- uh, to our folks who subscribe to us over on Patreon, whether you're a Patreon producer or not, or our Twitch subscribers, we love you guys. 16 of you uh, get access to the Discord through our Twitch subscribers. And we now have crossed the threshold on Twitch for over 1,200 followers and we're just 12 subscribers away from 6,000 on YouTube. So if you can go over and you haven't yet, throw us a subscription on YouTube or Twitch. Or if you get that Amazon uh, Twitch Prime subscription, you can get access to the Discord through that as well. Be sure to head over to NintendoDads.org and check out all of our videos, tweets, podcast episodes, merch, Patreon page, all that stuff. And remember to email us at nintendodads at gmail.com. Call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. And be sure to watch your social media coming up over the next few days for info about Gaming with Guru 2 that is coming uh, in like two weekends, right, Justin? Like two weekends. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And remember, wherever you listen to us, give us five-star review, write some words, tell us why you love the show. It'll help others find us and introduce them to the goodness that is Nintendo Dads. For me, for Jesse and Justin, this has been episode 364. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Please understand.